This episode contains discussion of drug traffic and consumption, as well as of alcohol. Discussion of class and caste, including of those in unliberated communities. Hi, I'm Brad. I'll be playing Bayushi Minoru of the Bayushi Death Dealer School. My name is Charlie, and I'll be playing our illusionist, Soshi Yuzume. I'm Evan Strait, and I'll be playing Sakai no Doji Ikeo, a member of the Doji Bureaucrat School. My name is Sam, and I'll be playing Asahina Hajime, a member of the Kakita Duelist School. I'm Ludo, and I'll be playing the Emerald Lands, as well as all its wonders and horrors. You approach Mamikaka Tower, and as you are crossing across the dry docks, you are pretty close to one of the iron turtle ships that seem to be here for repairs. Iko would, if we're not in a rush to get somewhere, he would kind of pause for a bit and take his time looking it up and down analyzing the design, comparing it to past port cities he's been in where he's seen ship construction, and like really focus it on the details to analyze the the structure of the thing. I think Hajime will do the same, but I don't think it's going to be analysis. I think he's trying to compare this to his memories of what he's heard about other ships or like, you know, if these are in any way unusual. Minoru is going to help by just pointing out things that he sees that are a little more unusual, just like, huh... That doesn't look normal. What about that? It's also, yeah, uh, I've been on a couple of boats before and none of them have looked anything like that. So since everybody um, sort of met back up with Yuzume, uh, she's still a little bit drunk. So she's just sitting and looking at the boats and thinking, do you know, they probably float. You are looking at the Iron Turtle and it seems... A pretty good ship. Uh, it seems pretty sturdy. It seems almost as invulnerable as you heard on the tales, at least, you know, here on the dry dock. But there's one thing that you notice that uh, you were not able to examine on the ship that was on Hirosaka. But this one, the iron studs that gave it its name, they are poorly steel. There is no jade inlays. And from what you know about the function and design of these iron turtles, they are designed to patrol the water and riverways of the Shadowlands. These are not. These have been designed for river navigation, but for a specific purpose that has nothing to do with the ancestral duty of the crab. These Iron Turtle, this one and probably the rest of the fleet, they have been crafted for an imperial ambition. And you look at the name of the ship, the Golden Omen, you get a, a feel of the captain of such a vessel. And you figure that uh, they are someone that is, how to say, Someone that leads from the front, and it is 
very uncomfortable delegating tasks. And even more striking, they seem to have a tendency to take superstitions on a cynical, opportunistic way. Iko, after giving the ships a look over, leans into Minoru and very quietly mutters, Minoru-san, these ships lack any of the preparations required to deal with creatures from the Shadowlands. They seem to be a modified variant designed for uses against creatures that do not bear the taint. And Aiko will like look, kind of like give him a little look to see that Minoru catches his drift. Minoru's eyes go from neutral to a, a shocked and almost a little worried. Perhaps this is a blessing in disguise. I can't think of a single river pirate or other thing or anything else on the river that could stand up to a small fleet of these vessels. I believe it is more important now, more than ever, to ensure the crab are receptive to your plans to restore Hirosaka to order. I agree. As you were discussing this, uh, you see out of the corner of the eye a familiar crab, Hide Kunihide, the captain of the Merry Hermit. Uh, he seems to be shoving his way uh, across the many crab peasants around it, trying to reach for you. But there is this other elderly woman. This one is pretty lanky and tall. And she's casually yelling to Tetsubus. And she just stands between him and you, blocking so that you can continue unmolested. Aiko, with his keen memory, will try to get a picture of who she is to find her later or follow up with her. And she just winks at you as as you go ahead. Minoru's going to look at Kunahide, look at her, kind of shrug and keep walking? This seems like crab business. and We're not allowed to interfere in crab business. So you... Enter the fortress and uh, you climb all the way up. And this is a very extensive fortification for its, it only seeming like a tower. You can see there's a lot of underground armories. Uh, the barracks are pretty compact and uh, Spartan. This place will probably be a pain in the ass to invade, especially if you are coming from the lake as you see massive siege engines uh, on the wall that joins uh, the dry docks complex with the tower. Aiko lightly fans himself and looks at Minoru, continuing the previous conversation, saying, I do wonder how many Shadowlands monstrosities reach this far inland and must be defended against. The crab are prepared for a threat from any direction. So you make to the third floor and the guards escort you to a balcony that is overseeing the shipyards and the lake. And you see a man wearing the Azuki Mon. He's bald on his 40s, has an eye patch and has a, these relaxed, intentional look of... Uh, fashionable coolness 
either by his latest fashion Hawari or his uneven scarf that he uses uh, to give a false sense of uh, comfortable uh, familiarity. And he seems to have uh, a bit of a sweet tooth, or at least it seems by the freshly prepared dangus near to him. And he turns to you, sits down, and gives a nod as he allows you to introduce yourselves to the liege of Mamikake and master of all that he surveys. And maybe someone would to claim a bit more on the other side of the Shade of Blossom Petal Lake. Greetings, Yasuki-sama. I am Beyushi Minoru of the Emerald Magistrates. I bring with me my Yuriki. I'm going to point at Aiko and allow him to introduce himself. Aiko gives a formal bow that would be perfectly at home in the high establishments of court. Deep in Odasan Uchian says, Lord Yasuki, your establishment is one unlike any other I have enjoyed in my travels across the Empire. I am marveled by the ingenuity, productivity, and craftsmanship of the crab. I am Doji Aiko of the Sakai Vassal family. It is my greatest pleasure to meet you as a humble servant of the Emerald Office. Asahina, I think, tries to equal uh, Aiko's bow. It's not as graceful, but it still has some level of composure. And he says, and I am Asahina Hajime. It is very nice to meet you, and we have enjoyed your city quite thoroughly so far. Yuzume will bow slightly, um, as much as she's able to do without falling over right now. Um, and just say, Soshi Yuzume, a pleasure. I have the honor to welcome you in this house of the Black Carp. I am Yazuki Varun. I am the commander of the Iron Turtle stationed at the Sheriff Blossom Snow Lake. I am captain of the Golden Omen and I am the daimyo of uh, Mamikake uh, Tower. So, what did you bring as a gift to the liege of these lands? Aiko has a very small sample supply of the opium from Split Rock Village, but as Minoru expressed that that was kept under wraps, he is not presenting it at this time. And instead, I believe he worked with Minoru and Yuzume, especially her contacts with the Ide, to try to find something aquatic, like perhaps something to reference the the shipbuilding that this fortification is renowned for. I feel like a toy would be demeaning, but some sort of like floating platform isn't the word I'm looking for. Like a floating display to put like in a pond that you could place something on to kind of show off a an Ikebana display or a piece of art, or a figurine carved in a kind of an odd, out-of-place area, potentially on the water. After the proper ca- courtesies, he finally accepts it, and he's delighted. This will 
feature prominently on uh, the composition of my garden once uh, I've established a more permanent base in this region. Now, please help yourself to to these small snacks. Uh, uh, most of these, they are uh, they are uh, from a falcon recipe, uh, but you can find also uh, a few more traditional crab ones here, and he starts pouring tea for everyone. So, what can little me do for you? An emerald magistrate and his entourage. Yusuki-sama, it is not what you can do for us, it's what we can do for you. We have found a very important opportunity to help you and to help Hirosaka rebuild itself. And we think that it would be very wonderful and prosperous for both your clan and for the city of Hirosaka if you would consider and hear the offer out. Aiko-san, if you would please present the sample of what we have discovered. Aiko's eyes light up as he smoothly pulls out from a satchel a, a long scroll with beautiful calligraphy outlining the early estimates, no promises or guarantees, of potential profits and business and supplies that could be allied from the township of Hirosaka and the nearby Split Rock Village. As Aiko will more than happily point out to you here and here, I know that your brothers and sisters and cousins on the wall require a great deal of opium simply due to the injuries that occur. It is not a great weakness to require a painkiller when you are constantly at war. And I know that the City of Lies is distant and has trouble supplying anyone, let alone as far south as the wall, whereas Split Rock Village is much closer. And we have a conservative estimate here of what this could do for the Crab Clan. There's only one or two hiccups that we would need to deal with in that if you would be so honorable as to help us, Yusuke-sama, we would be happy to implement the favorable conditions you see here. Varum looks at the documents, look at all of you, looks at the documents again. Aiko takes the moment where he's reassessing the document to interject and produces the small pouch of opium, setting it in between them so Yasuki can pick it up and says, Of course, we would not ask you to stretch your belief too far. This is a mere sample of some of the product that Minoru-san has alluded to and places it, like, just within his reach. He picks some of the latex and smells it. I'm not sure this is opium. Uh, uh, sorry. I'm sure this is opium. Popium. There's no mistake about it. But uh, you have to pardon me. What you are saying just does not happen. You're basically walking into my lands, and you are saying that you have a ridiculous shipment of opium that fell off an ox cart and you will need my help to get rid of it. This is not something that happens, Samurai Sama. The river of gold does not flood every day, Yasuki-san. It is not the time now to act within reasonable circumstances that we have lived on for these are 
exciting and tumultuous times. In addition, this did not simply fall off of an ox cart. It is well within the Moth Clan, such as it is, rights to grow and process this opium. It is well within their rights to distribute it how they choose. The problem is, is seeing as we have not found a representative of the Moth Clan, we as the Emerald Magistrate, me as the Emerald Magistrate, I find myself the custodian of this. I would be eager to share it, to use it to help the sow, the crab, to use it in exchange for the crab's help in rebuilding Hirosaka in some specific ways. Of course, he, here is the documentation showing the Imperial Edict outlying the permissions and establishments for the production of this crop within the Moth Clan territories, and Ico will kind of roll out a separate tablet with the documentation for the official permit of production. And the Imperial Governor, standing in of Hirosaka, has given us full permission to deal with this opium as we see fit. I would rather see the clan that has the most problems with opium and that does so much for the Empire receive it before I go about asking any other nearby clans for these sorts of assistance. See, my problem with this is, is this right here. You are negotiating this on the behalf of the Moth Clan. Now, it's not my problem or the problem of the Crab Clan if you are overstepping your authority or not. That is something between you and the next Emerald Champion. If you are doing this on behalf of the Moth Clan and uh, you are using the Imperial grants given to the Moth, again, that's between you and your superiors. If they're gonna see it that way. That part, I get it. That part, I understand. What worries me is that we will be buying this opium. And we don't have two important things. We don't have an imperial grant that gives us legal permission to both storage and transportation of opium, and definitely not for sale. So if I was to get that opium from you, I would have a big problem. I would have all that opium here, and I could not transport it to where it's needed the most on crab lands, nor could I even keep it here on the, on the city. So. I would be sitting on it as soon as I move to you, and I would be under legal requirements to destroy it. And nobody will be seeing a cent in taxes from the sale of this, and it will not get to the people that it needs to get. So unless your entire point here is just to get rid of the opium, I don't know what I can do for you. I believe your caution speaks merit and is testament to your skill, Yasuki-san. If the documentation were procured to allow the Yasuki transportation of opium to the wall for the uses to benefit the Crab Clan, would your worries be waylaid? I will have no problem. Uh, in fact, this will probably be one of the most profitable endeavors that the Azuki have done in centuries. The question is, how you plan to do that now that Tochi Satsuma is dead? 
I am afraid there has been a misunderstanding, Yasuki-san. We did not come here today to sign a treaty to be implemented tomorrow. We came here today to build alliances to work towards. Obviously, at this state in the Empire, the opium that is stored within the domain of Hirosaka is of no benefit to anyone. Moving it here would not change that. We did not come here to move the opium to your domain tomorrow. We came here to discuss a future potential that builds up the strength of the Empire and utilizes all her assets. So yes, we would love to encourage this alliance to see it grow, but we do have some simple requirements that we would need. The problem with the opium is we lack the proper manpower to guard it within Hirosaka, where we are, of course, legally allowed to store it and keep it safe. And when your man dropped off the beautiful and wondrous shipment of food a week or so ago, he did mention that you would be available should any issues arise. And I think it could pay both of us off very well if you deployed some of your extra garrisoned forces to lend aid in guarding and protecting this opium supply. The gift provided under your lordship's discretion towards the aid of Hirosaka is the express reason we have come here to speak to you about this matter first, Yasuki-san. Well, let's be honest here. I would be more interested in securing this opium if we are able to trade it across our vast network and generate revenue and taxation across it. Otherwise, the opium only has its value as opium, not as a commodity. Aiko fans himself slightly and says, The Empire was not built in a day, Yasuki-san. It is unwise for members of clans to reach too far when there is no reason to, and I would like to use Cadence. We both know it is fully impossible for the Yasuki to gain permission to sell opium, but it's something you could build towards, and I'm offering you the only foot in the door in the Empire outside the Scorpion. So you say this, and his behavior relaxes, and Yuzume and the others, you notice that there's something odd about this quick change of posture, and you realize that uh, whatever meaning was behind uh, uh, the metaphors used by Dojieko, there was something that uh, really made the reluctant daimyo very eager to accept this. And he nods. Well, as you said, the Empire is not building one day. You brought me a lot of my attention to think about Doji-sama. Now, let's talk about more immediate needs. Uh, I was contacted by the Chancellor of Hirosaka about uh, the urgency of collaboration in this hour of need. And I know what I can do for Hirosaka. I can provide transportation. My fleet can get anything from Hirosaka anywhere on the Empire, 
and can bring Twitter Sacker anything from the Empire. The people of this village, they might not have much formal training, but sometimes all you need is hands. If you need unskilled labor, Mami Kake is more than eager to provide. However, our fleet consumes a lot of wood and a lot of iron. We are supplied by the most tenuous supply lines on the crab lands. In fact, to my shame, upon taking uh, control over this territory, I was made aware that the only reason why uh, Mami Kake survives at all is because it's well supplied by the generosity of the Falcon clan that is doing everything necessary to share with us the bounty of their valley and provides us with as much of essential minerals as required. But they are only a minor clan and they have their own obligations. It puts extra strain on them for us to help you another way. As such, all the food that we gave as a gift was in response to that letter to make sure that the, both sides understand that uh, we are on this together. We have manpower, we have workers, and we have ships. If uh, we are all to survive this, I'm gonna need to see what Hirosaka can do for us. Otherwise, we have to assign our resources elsewhere. Ico provides a smooth, polite smile and says, Of course, Yasuki-san. It is a testament to the generosity of the Falcon, who are providing such things to you, but as an important establishment of a major clan, there should be ways for you to keep yourselves supplied. I believe that upon our return to Hirosaka, it would be well within the jurisdiction of Bayushi Minoru-san and myself to ensure that there are opportunities provided to your town here in order to keep the supplies needed. There are several open lands in the area that I believe could be allocated as areas for you to gather resources from. Don't you think, Minoru-san? I do agree with Aiko-san's thought here. Hirosaka has much that was not devastated by the flood. We would be more than willing to find what we can to help the noble crab and, of course, the falcon who have been such stalwart allies to you. So, let's imagine that uh, next week I send my ships to you and I send as many of my people as they are willing to go. What are those ships going to bring back when they return home? After Aiko arrived in Hirosaka, he spent some time familiarizing himself with the local terrain, and there should be plenty of locations along the Shinobin Forest that could be provided under Imperial sanction. There is precedent. Kaiushuhichi received a specific Imperial edict to cut down logs within the Shinobin Forest to rebuild the Kaiyu Wall after a breach occurred. I believe that if the proper Imperial channels were 
utilized future expansions into the the, the shinaman or nearby areas could be allotted to the crab in return for their support and uh, yeah it has merit as an idea in fact uh, it's probably the the biggest source uh the thing is that that mention to the falcon is clearly implying that uh, they are already exploring as much of the Sinoman on their side as it's safely possible, at least according to the Falcon. You know, if they think that they could get more of Sinoman on this side, you probably have to ask him or infer from him. But according to the Falcon, they are already doing as much as they can do safely. Uh, but it, the truth is, you think you could manage to get that from the other side of the lake, but you also know that the unicorn have recently claimed that land because there was a Ronin band that uh, had basically taken control of an abandoned fortress. And during last winter, after what happened to Hirosaka, just happened to be adopted into the Shinjo family. So basically given control of that northern side of the Cherry Blossom Petal Lake to the unicorn and exploration of that side of the Shinomen, which will be the more open to resources, will require their assistance or to get rid of them. Would Aiko know if the Yasuki Daimyo would be aware of that? He is definitely aware of that. I think Aiko provides a pleasant smile. No, it, I mean, uh, sorry, to... uh, just to make clear, you can make out the fortifications of the Azuki on the near, uh, near, literally from where you are, because you are overseeing the lake, so you can see uh, the distant fortification against the horizon on the other side of the lake. In response to the Azuki's premise of sending ships and, and asking what he would receive, Aiko smiles a flat, joyless smile and says, Why, Yasuki-san, it is to those who show the greatest care for the Empire that the Empire's resources will be trusted to. I believe we understand each other very well, magistrates. I'm sure that you will oversee that uh, the resources are allocated where they needed the most and to who will make the most of them. I think you can count with my clan support on these matters, or at the very least my fleet. I have to admit, the people might take some coaching in. The Roma family has a very strong influence on these lands, even if I may, it's Daimyo. And they will not let their people go unless it's clear that they will be uh, treated as well in Osaka as here. So you can count my ships at your disposal. I'm going to write to your governor and inform him that uh, he can count our cargo holds as his cargo holds. Lodging will, of course, be prepared for the Hiruma. They are a noble family with a great number of skills that will undoubtedly 
come of use sooner rather than later to any situation. You are a very wise daimyo. I'm glad to have you on our side. And I bid you good luck in acquiring the artisans needed for such expansion. So anything before leaving? Izume is just watching Aiko through all of this, trying to remain fairly passive. She's not happy with how this meeting went. And she'll just, you know, look at him and, and blink a couple of times uh, and turn and walk out the room. So, anything you want to do in uh, Memikake before returning to Hirosaka? Minoru might do some, like rough questioning of the local dojo students to see hey where might your missing idiot friend have gone hajime would be accompanying Hermanoru on that so you approach the dojo it's it's on complex it's quite large and you can see around uh, two dozen students training different kata and there seems to be a pensive sensei there, and he's contemplating the students as he's adjusting his metal arm, but uh, he's not the one that cuts, cuts your attention. Basically, as soon as you step onto the dojo, you see a third ancient woman, and she just seems to appear out of nowhere behind you and closes the sliding doors of the dojo before bowing and scratching her beard as she bows. Now do go on, my dears. You came here for a reason, did you not? I will be pleased to see what brings you to her most humble school. You look like you have some very excellent students at this school. They are all good children, but I'm not a sensei here, nor I am trained with Iruma. My skills are others. And she smiles. Then, even though you're not a teacher here, perhaps you would know if any of these students were close with Peshai? Oh, so you are looking at him. Peshai was... A terrible kid. It comes with being too good. Some of my own Yuriki were troubled children as well. I I was asked to, and I don't mind looking to help someone. Oh, I see. So I see that you are in lacking Yuriki. Are you seeking to enroll Pechai with you? Maybe have a fourth one? It is always wise to have a skilled scout, and I know that no one produces finer scouts than the Hiruma. A scout can be a lot of problems, especially when the scout cannot find himself. <laughs> Perhaps you should not take the issue as serious as you seem to. I don't think Pichai would get lost or even to be caught by Daidoji, of all people. I think. If he's not here, it is because he does not want to be found. 
perhaps you should just let it go. As much as I, that may be true, if we encounter him and he has a fair reason for not wanting Rit to return, I will not be the one to force him. I am a magistrate, not his mother. Leeway worries too much. It was always their best trait and the worst trait. And she, once again, caresses her rear, contemplative. Look, if you're going to do this, there is no halfway. You either do it fully or I would rather that you stay away from the affairs of my family. If you're going to do it, be shy. He has booked it, has a heavily scared arm from an accident in his youth. And he has a gray streak of hair ever since he saw that thing in the forest. What thing in the forest, may I ask? You may not. Well, then fair enough. My lady, I do not half commit to anything. My Yuriki would would probably tell you it's a serious character flaw of mine. We'll find Pashai. It won't be a problem. Oh, it will be a problem. Because if you find Pashai, I'll be waiting for him. And there will be problem. Well then, my lady, I suppose I shall simply have to depart and look for him. May I have your name so I may tell you you'll be wait so I may tell him you'll be waiting for him. Well, I suppose that if you find him, you can bring them some of these. And she gives you a box. These are his favorites. So just tell him that Suri sent this, and it's the last time they're going to eat one of these in a while, because he will not be getting any sweets after he comes back. Well, thank you, Sarisama. I believe we will try to find him. Minoru's going to look at Hajime, who is just letting Minoru get outmaneuvered by this old woman. Hajime has a big grin on his face. Shall we, Hajime-san? Oh, if you if you insist, Bayushi-sama, I am at your command. As soon as we walk out of the dojo, there's definitely like an elbow. And Hajime-san, nothing? Um, I, uh, I say I didn't see anything particularly out of order about the exchange. Is this because I brought up you being a troubled child? I haven't the faintest idea what you're talking about. Well, you may be angry with me, but you did not argue it inaccurate. Let's go gather the rest. Angry? Minoru-san, what would I have to be angry about? And he elbows uh, Minoru back a little bit because Minoru is still his boss. But uh, then he starts, uh, I think it's, it's not even an elbow. It's more of like a, like a little shoulder check. And then he starts walking towards uh, going and getting the others. What is, your, uh, what is Yuzuma's reaction to this? She's just honestly very happy for someone to be having a go at Minoru because she's really just still not happy with like how Minoru and Aiko were acting. So yeah, she went to watch the fight because she thought that they were maybe just going to fight and maybe like through osmosis, she could be less angry. <laughs> but since that hasn't happened, uh, she's just like, I'm in hell. I, I am in hell. This is hell. And that is where I am. And she's just going to keep quiet and walk behind them a bit of a distance and let them banter and just keep thinking. Okay, and what is the last thing that we see as we zoom out of, uh, of Mamikake and y'all return to Hirosaka? 
Um, I actually think it might be kind of fun if it's all of us at another food cart serving something we can't get in Hirosaka and Hajime mentioning to uh, everyone else my encounter with Sorisan. Yes, and I, I absolutely, I'm, I'm like over talking, I'm over talking him up. I'm like, I'm, I'm making him sound very, very impressive during the whole thing, which is, uh, I think everyone can tell is bullshit. Brad can be found on Discord at bzaj1648 and at Twitter at bzajdabarbarian. Charlie can be found on Discord as recently in and on Twitter at Bowser J, where you can find links to her L5R blog. Evan can be found on Facebook as Evan Strite or Discord as PushyMushy1871. And I'm a part of another actual play for L5R called Secondhand Strife. You can check us out anywhere podcasts are distributed. Sam can be found on Discord and Reddit as Live from My Basement and on Instagram as at SJSidLogic. Lulu can be found at Deletiel on Twitter, and their design work can be found at Populesque Ludum Syndicate on DriveThruRPG and Itchu. This is a Courts Game podcast. You can find more about them at Court Games Pod on Twitter or at their site. CourtGamespot.com. Legends of the Five Ring is the intellectual property currently owned by Fantasy Flight Games.